Welcome to the See Through Design podcast, where we have an open and honest conversation about design design. Hosted by myself, Casper Samano. And myself, Liam Jackson. Hey, so welcome to another episode of See Through Design. It was such an amazing feeling last, uh, well, this week, when we released the first two episodes and we're recording episode, I think it's five now. So it's kind of, if for us, it's now we did, we did a few episodes, episodes one to four prior to releasing. And now we've released it and we've had such amazing feedback. And yeah, so thanks everybody. It's been great. And um, what'd you say to, uh, what'd you say to the fans now, Liam? Fans, is that, have we got like a load of groupies now? No, well, but yeah, it's thinking, like, isn't it? it was both nerve wracking and exciting to like kind of get it out there. There was a little a few technical hiccups, wasn't there, where we thought it would just go automatically to things like Apple podcasts and stuff. And we had to wait a few days. So there's little technical bumps, which it's all part of learning, isn't it? That's it's all, all good stuff. Learning. It's all good stuff. So, but yeah, thanks to everyone that's listened so far. And for those people that have given us feedback, it's been really nice. Um, really nice. Thanks for all the shares and the follows. And yeah, it's been really good. And, you know, we've, we've picked up some advice, haven't we, from seasoned podcasters. Um, you know, one good friend of ours, Ian Paget, he said, just improve one thing every podcast and it will get better as time goes on. So, you know, we're doing that. Hoping yeah. the audio is even better today because, you know, we're, we're road testing and trying all sorts of stuff. We've improved the, you know, the equipment and the way that we distribute. So stick with us and um you know we're excited to just keep keep this up so uh yeah um liam our impromptu discussions about design we kind of uh like we do with the last couple of episodes pick something out of this hat to talk about and i think one of the subjects that's come up uh, recently isn't really on our list but it was discussed in a group regarding speed and how fast you should be working and it was an interesting topic that you know me and Liam thought let's uh, sack off the hat uh, drawing the topic out of the hat uh, for, for today and kind of jump on that issue and hopefully it will um, help you guys um, with the the kind of constant pressure that's associated with speed and how fast you should be working so yeah that's what we've decided to talk about today and just so you're aware, you know, this is our fifth episode now and we're going to be having guests on soon and those messages have gone out. People are interested on joining, in joining us on the show. So we're really excited about that. And, uh, you know, if you want to join us, reach out. Uh, you know, we're, we're here to talk to anyone and it would be great to hear if anybody wants to join us on this podcast. So, yeah. Cool. So speed, not the stuff that the illegal... Obviously, you know, I've actually just all... been watching. Um, Kaz has got me into the Sopranos, and the uh, yes, uh, it's the highlight of the uh, of Meadows' little story in, in the Sopranos. Exactly, but not that That's stuff. It's a, a spoiler, Liam. Not that stuff. Ah, oh, not that stuff. No. Um, we're talking about speed of work, efficiency, and everyone could be quicker when it comes to any part of design, whether it's the production side or the ideas side, 
But I, yeah. I think one thing you brought up, Kaz, which I thought was really interesting, was the pressures that um, it comes more from employers, I feel, that they put people under pressure to come up with the ideas quicker or to come up with just, you know, the end product to be yeah. produced a lot quicker. And I think that can kill creativity. And also, you know, does just because something's done quicker doesn't mean it's better or worse um as a freelancer i think it's about hitting deadlines if you're meeting deadlines and you're producing good work it's about yeah. getting getting to the right solution so whether it took you five minutes um or whether it took you you know a few days does it really matter at the end of the day as long as you're hitting deadlines and i think the main thing as well is producing good work expectation is important isn't it like if you imagine i think you know to kind of not go into too much detail about the comment that came up it was regarding an employer saying that an improvement that a startup designer should be making is basically working on speed of, of how fast they do things and it kind of made my blood boil a little bit to think that that was something that an employer would bring up, the idea of speed. Instead of kind of approaching that person and saying, here's a few things that you could work on, they don't even need to mention the word speed and being faster. They could just mention, look, if you if you approach it with in this way or if you try out this method, um, then naturally speed would happen based on those improvements. And I just feel like, as an employer or as a kind of veteran in the industry, you've just got to be a little bit more mindful about how you're talking to other designers, especially younger designers that are coming into the industry, saying to them, look, improve in speed and speed up. It's like, number one, it's quite demotivating, I think, to kind of do that and to say that. And it doesn't really have any constructive um, element to it. So... I kind of felt that the question was being asked in a group saying to us guys, look, does anybody have any advice or techniques and how they could get faster? And I really think that's something that number one is a really hard thing to kind of answer, but it, it just happens with time <laughs> to, to quote the idea of speed that the, the more, the more you practice something or the, the, the longer you are, you have been doing you've been around in this game you're naturally going to get more experienced in certain things and you're going to build up a level of speed the interesting thing is, is as well is it can come at a price of accuracy and especially if you are a younger designer and you're compromising accuracy in order to speed up then that's going to be a, have a detrimental effect on the output and also a detrimental effect on the work that you might be outputting for a certain agency that you're working for. So I think it's kind of like lower the expectation about how fast you think you should be because it's relative in all agencies. I've been in agencies where I've had to design, um, you know, an animated GIF in 10 minutes. And then I've been in agencies where I've had two hours to do that same job. So it might be that it's deemed slower in this other agency but to them that's just the normal pace of doing things okay maybe 
I might have more time to produce this animated GIF, you know, just as a, an example. And arguably it could be better, but that's not really um, true either because some people work better under pressure. And the other kind of uh, false illusion and um, kind of, you know, it's not true that the longer it takes to do something means that it has a better output or a better outcome. So I think if employers are listening and senior designers are listening, they've got designers under their wing, they need to be mindful about the language that they're using, especially if they want to obviously improve that person's output and get, you know, in inverted commas, faster. Like, don't just go up to them and say, yeah, get, get faster, work on your speed. I'm, you know, what? be more constructive and say, you know, work on these things. And we did, didn't we, Liam? You know, we kind of, we went off on one. I'm, I was, you know, just briefly trying to find the message there and have a reread of it. Um, as much as it's kind of stuck in my head and I remember, I remember what we kind of said um, in essence, I, I, I was just trying to read back and see exactly what we kind of responded with. But I think in all honesty, it's really a case of just accepting that to begin with, you are going to be slower. So accept that. But it doesn't make your work any any lesser than somebody's outputted it or a senior designer's output it, you know, at a, a fastest pace. I've worked with some cracking junior designers and one of them springs to mind is a good friend of mine. And his logo design work is incredible, you know. And arguably, yeah, it might take him longer to to kind of go through the processes and and stuff. But that's because that's just the natural way of doing things. But when you see the output and the outcome, you put it next to, say, something that I've only had, say, four hours to design, you know, it might not be a logo, but any piece of design work, and it's as good. So, yeah, I think it was a bit of a douche comment, to, to be honest, um, to say to a junior or a younger designer, improve on speed. Yeah, I completely agree. But I, I think, I guess a positive from it is, from, from his point of view as a junior, if that's the only feedback they've got, that's maybe they were just trying to think, you know, oh, he's asked for feedback, we need to give him something. And that's the only thing they could think of. So that's probably, if you look at it positively, it could be, you know, just that that's the only thing they could think of. But I think like you say, it's about how you actually word it and phrase it. You know, maybe it's they can give him some advice about how to do that, whether it's, you know, to do with workflow or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I think just because you're quicker at something, it doesn't make you better <laughs> unless it's a, a race. <laughs> you know, create, creativity is not, it's, you know, it, it's a process you go through. And like you say, over time, your processes can become more refined and you can get to solutions quicker and make decisions quicker over time. But when, if I show you a piece of design, the first question you ask me is not going to be, how long did it take? No. And when I show it to you, if you think it's an amazing piece of design, it wouldn't matter if I said it took me six months or it took me one hour. When it's out in the world, the amount of time it took to make does not matter. So, you know, I get it. If you're working for a company, you do need to be efficient. You do need to have some, you know, you need to be hitting deadlines. But that's the way you need to look at it, I think, is 
you know are are you meeting deadlines if you're not meeting deadlines that's when you're too slow and that's when you need to speed up but if you're producing good work meeting deadlines it's not really an issue and you should focus more on the quality of the work um rather than how long it took to get there absolutely yeah yeah so basically i mean it's some really good yeah really good insight there and, and you know good advice and as well i was thinking some of the other advice that i'd, I'd kind of i kind of gave in in that sort of chat was it, like we've we've said in 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 our idea generation podcast how sometimes limitations actually get the best out of designers so the idea of having you know limited um resources or you've been given a very detailed brief is actually going to get the best out of a designer and maybe in some jobs time is one of those limitations so you know you're going to be set you're going to be told right uh, you've got two hours to do this because of x y and z let's forget the reasons you know if you're a person you might if you're a person that's quite argumentative you might spend 10 minutes arguing the fact that you know you've been given a task that may seem near impossible or you might be more problem solver you know kind of minded and you'd be like right okay this is a bit of a challenge you know it's like kind of i'm gonna you know i'm gonna take this on board and and kind of relishing that challenge and like i say some people work better under pressure so in some cases you have no choice you know you've got to just take take the job especially if you're being employed and just do your best and it's all about doing your best but there's some things that you can do that i think can really help you achieve a good outcome something that you'll be proud of because the outcome you'll be proud of because of the limitations that you've had so i think first of all don't skimp on the process just compress it so if it's a logo project or a brochure maybe kind of say to yourself yeah i've got my process of researching sketching developing on screen and spending a certain amount of time finalizing maybe you like to submit um three ideas but look at compressing it don't skip those things don't skip research don't skip sketching don't skip um finalizing for a certain you know period on, on screen looking at fonts or typography or, or, or all that good stuff it's actually just compress it. Instead of saying, I'm going to have four hours at start at phase one, I'm going to just compress that to two. I'm going to compress the next stage to two. Maybe I'm going to press the next one to one. Maybe I'm going to just show two ideas. Maybe I'm just going to be confident and show one idea. And, and really work on compressing the process, but don't skip steps out of the process. So that'd be one thing that I'd say is, is probably good advice about trying to still reach a really positive outcome um, at a certain pace. And the, the, the kind of next thing, um, sort of thinking about the idea of doing things uh, kind of quickly um, would be, yeah, implement a solid process but compress it. Also dialogue as much as possible and try and get as much information as you can at start. Don't be frightened to ask questions, even before, during, or after. If you need to, the person that you're working with should understand that these questions need to be asked 
in order to achieve what might be a quite you know stressful and near impossible deadline um but and and again i think i've said it in the past episode it's kind of lowered the expectation one thing that really bothers me are those memes those videos that are out on instagram on twitter where i think they try and demonstrate the idea of somebody saying you can do something in i think it's like they split the screen you know here's me drawing something in 10 minutes here's me trying to draw the same thing in um five minutes and here's me drawing something in two minutes and the way that these um videos all these memes are kind of lined up are oh look yeah the the one that took two minutes is well you definitely need to have more time in order to achieve something good but let's think about abstract design you know if something detailed is taking you 10 minutes and something less detailed is taking you five minutes and something even less detailed than that is taking you two minutes do each of those images need to represent not so and good <laughs> you know it's like can the one that's taken you the shortest amount of time still be a good design? And absolutely it can. Yeah, it definitely can. There is two ways of looking at that. And all those memes do make sense. But I, I get what you're trying to say, that if you compress the process, you can get to a good solution. And you mentioned it as well before about expectation. In the last pod, uh, ideas one, you mentioned expectation so if you have got a limited time frame that's the time when you do have to lower your expectations and just say well you know this is what i've got to produce in this amount of time and that's it and like you say i think i myself sometimes do work better under pressure and going back to your point there about asking questions early on and throughout the process i think that's a really good point um maybe once you've been briefed on that project and say say like you said before you have got 10 minutes or you have got an hour or two when someone is briefing you as designers we kind of get instant ideas whether they're good or bad and i think it's about relaying those ideas there and then to those people and just asking what do you think about this idea that idea and they'll tell you yes i like that or no i don't like the sound of it and you can use that as a guidance to get to a good hopefully solution that they have in their mind because we're often you know working towards what someone else is expecting in their head um so if you can kind of get in their head and figure out what they're thinking early on hopefully you can kind of do that with that compressed process absolutely and to kind of play a little bit devil's advocate on my own comment regarding those kind of video those memes examples is that i guess you're right i mean what they're trying to illustrate in those is that if they've been given the task to draw um the mona lisa that it's not going to be possible to replicate that in two minutes versus okay you know a lot longer than 10 but you know longer amount of time so i do get that but i think it can mislead in the idea of saying, hey, look, in order to achieve something, you need to have optimum amount of time. Um, and in fact, you can still achieve certain things that are of a decent quality. Um, and also, you know, don't, you kind of want to produce something that doesn't create excuses for yourself. You don't want to be that person that goes, yeah, this is because, you know, I spent two minutes on it. You kind of want to go this is good for a two minutes piece of work and i'm proud of that and 
change that language that you have in your own mind about that piece of work. Um, I remember once when I was designing back in the day, um, this, uh, oh, I think it was like, I, okay, here's, here's the thing that, here's a little secret that I'm going to share with you guys. I love designing forms. I remember once when, my, when I was more of a kind of junior designer, the way that we used to design forms where we would get them from the company and they wouldn't have artwork for them because they'd be old forms, but they'd want them exactly as they were. I think they were being printed in, in some sort of way that meant that every, every box and every aspect of that box needed to be put in place and in the exact place. So, you know, I'd go away and measure it up. Now here's a job that would take bloody ages, you know, so I was given the time to kind of do that, you know, actually create this, these, these forms but there were so many limitations, like you can't have, you know, any images bleeding. It's got to be black and white, or there's one spot, uh, Pantone colour. Um, you can't have a stroke less than one point size. And it was just a whole list of limitations. And I looked at those storms and thought, I'm still going to make you look as good as you possibly can. And I think you kind of have to have that mentality and I think when you have been given limitations, and I know this has kind of moved on a bit from just the idea of the topic of speed and how to get faster and more talking about how to deal with limitations. It's, it's a case of saying to yourself, I'm excited about these limitations and kind of embrace them and sort of relish in them. And, and, and you'll be amazed. I think even the most seasoned designer can still get quite excited about the simpler things such as forms and you know, black and white newsletters and, and the stuff that you might have been designing in your sort of early days of, of, of design. Um, Liam, I remember reading, you know, I just caught up on the comment and you, you made some great points regarding um, sort of shortcuts and hotkeys as well. You know, if we kind of rein it back into the idea of speed and speeding up, yeah, definitely getting familiar with the tools and the software is going to really help. Um, and we're always learning a new shortcut, even even myself and Liam. <laughs> and, you know, it's amazing when you find it that it kind of sticks and it's with you. So, yeah. Do you want to, do you, do you want to elaborate on that? Because I, I think kind of thinking about sort of speed in terms of software and kind of how to speed up. I mean, I can ramble on this subject for ages, but I'm going to let you talk for a little bit. <laughs> I did have a PDR once, you know, like a performance review. I thought feed- that was some sort of <laughs> Go on. PDR. I thought it was some sort of like data bank where you used to put your girls' phone numbers in there. <laughs> no, that's a PDA. That's a PDA. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had this PDR and the main feedback I got was, oh, you should buy the next performance review. I want you to have learned all the, the hotkeys, the shortcuts. Okay. And well, they test you at that. For the like, end of the- well, that's what I, that's what I was kind of saying. Like, well, okay. But I don't, it goes back to my point before. Like, I think a lot of people think that if they're amazing at software, they're an amazing designer. Yeah. And, and I remember Roberto, who I worked for at Fabric London, he's, one of my favorite designers, favorite um, art directors. So, hey, Roberto, he's called Plus Yes, plusyes.com. Go and check out his work. But he, at the time, I remember in uni, because I did a work placement there at uni, I was like, 
Roberto, they're not teaching us any software. Like, what's going on? You know, I'm paying all this money. They're not teaching me. And he was like, Liam, like anyone can learn Photoshop. Anyone can learn InDesign. Anyone can learn Illustrator. Not everyone can be a good designer. And again, this is kind it's of good going, advice, Roberto. I, I like that. Shout out to Roberto. He, he's Italian, Italian as well. Yeah. Yeah. You see, he's going to be full of great, <laughs> great advice. Roberto. I want to, I want to hook up and uh, we'll have a good conversation about design and just generally being Italian. We can just yeah. be Italian together. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that really stuck with me that it's right, you know, and it, it's kind of off the subject of speed, but it ties in with that. It's like, don't get so hung up on, you know, how good am I at this software? Even I think I saw a, a video interview with Wim Crowell, can't pronounce his surname, but Dutch designer, amazing designer, pioneer. He obviously started before computers and he got to a point where he couldn't use the software, the computer, um, because of the time it came in. But he was still designing and then he would have people do the computer side for him. That doesn't make him a bad designer. Absolutely not, no. And that's just a timing thing. Um, I wouldn't get hung up on speed as long as you're hitting deadlines and you're producing good work. When you look at a good piece of design, if it's a logo you see on the side of a van going past, it's FedEx. You don't think, oh, you know, if I told you it took them 10 hours to make or it took them 100 hours, it's still a good logo. It doesn't matter yeah. now, now that the logos are out there. It doesn't matter how long it took to produce. It's just a good logo and everyone, well, a lot of people in the design world admire it because of the negative space play. So, you know, once, once a solution is out there, it doesn't matter how long it took to make. Absolutely. And you're right about the tools and how it's not really not important to kind of know every single um, software that is available to you in order to, you know, do your job. I see people work with software in a different way to what I do. I'm learning as I'm watching other people do stuff on, on software. I mean, I do a lot of UI and UX design and a wireframe and um, kind of design states. And I've used Sketch, Fig, uh, Figma and Adobe XD and I'm settled on Adobe XD now. And I still get the, you know, the kind of jobs that come in where I have to work on other platforms. And you look at the platform, you think, oh gosh, you know, it's like, learning something all over again. But the point is, is I'm a UI and UX designer. It doesn't matter what I'm designing that in because the thought and the idea of what I'm trying to achieve is the same. It's just a different way, maybe a slightly different way. In most cases, it's pretty similar way of achieving that goal. So yeah, the point is, is that does me taking longer on it because I'm not so familiar with the software make the outcome any less or me any worse as a designer and I think that's the question that people need to ask themselves if they are rating designers based on speed of how they can produce stuff um, and also another little pet hate of mine is pressure that is put on designers so say for example you've worked for a company or you're freelance to a certain agency you've done 
a project for them and they've gone, yeah, look, we really want you to get this out the door quickly. We're under a lot of pressure here. You smash something else and it's just, it's really good and it looks great. And they're like, wow, wicked. Yeah, another project comes in. Sorry, look, Kaz, we've got another project. It's another rush job. Look, can you do it? You did it last time. You smash it out. You get some more brownie points. Big gold star. You're in their good books. They call you back for a third time. And they're squeezing and they're kind of giving you more and more pressure. Look, Kaz, here's the third project. Kind of, you know, you know what you need to do. You've done it before. You've done it, you know, you've done it. You've done it countless times. You're going you're gonna to do it. And you submit something and they go like, this isn't what we want. And they kind of change from being your best friend to your mortal enemy. And they sort of criticize you. And they say, and then you come back to them. So look, it, it's time, you know. I, 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 the question, I'm, I've done what I can. And I think it all comes down to the point, you've done your best. There's no intent to do a bad job. You've done your best, which is kind of how... Everybody in business, I think, with the right attitude would approach projects or work it, work life. You should do your best. You do your best with the, uh, with the intent to do well. And if it isn't someone's cup of tea, that's just unfortunate. It's not intentional. And yet they change. They'll change and be like, well, you need more time, but you did those other projects because not all projects are the same. And um, it does really bother me that. So I think as well, be careful about speed. Is I'm not saying hold back, but don't give yourself the, um, take your time. Like, don't output something so quickly. And even if you do, hold on to it for a bit. If you're a freelancer, maybe just tuck it away for a day or so. Don't give the client or the agency the ammo they need to pile on more pressure if you don't need it. You know, play for time, buy time, take advantage of certain situations. You're not cheating anybody. You're still charging what you charge because we've just said that time has no relevance to the quality of work or the creative output. You're still charging what you charge. You've done it a bit quicker, that's all. But hold on to it and play for time. Maybe add some additional added extras in there just to kind of get some brownie points that way. But also agencies listening, if there are any, like have some credit to these people that may have delivered amazing work on two occasions but not so on the third like they're human beings and they're not meant to be given jobs that is just pressure 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 all the time it doesn't sometimes get the best out of people although some people love to work under pressure doesn't mean i want to work under pressure every minute of the day they need some breathing room and some time to kind of gather some uh, ideas again yeah that's a really good point because creativity is <laughs> It comes in leaps and bounds sometimes, doesn't it? Sometimes you feel very creative and it's like you can produce all this amazing work and other times things are, you know, don't come so naturally. Um, and I think that's just the nature of creativity. And like you Absolutely. say, those, those two times you've produced something amazing and the third time you, you might struggle. And like you say, yeah, you shouldn't be judged on that one effort. I think... If you're employed, one thing I learned was someone would brief me and there'd be a deadline for when the client needs to see it. But if you're working for an agency, obviously the creative director or someone above you needs to see the work before it goes to the client. But so when I was more junior, I was, you know, like just asking when would, when does the client need to see this and forgetting the, you know, the creative director needs to give their feedback 
And so I just spend loads of time on something. And because the creative director wasn't like, where's, you know, can I have a look at what you've done? I would just spend more and more time on it, probably for no particular reason other than myself being a perfectionist. <laughs> um, so I think it's if you are employed, it's a good idea to ask, when do you need to see it? Or even just give yourself deadlines and say, right, I need to have something done by the end of today. Um, because, you know, going against what I was saying before, that you shouldn't judge it. But I do think you still need to have some concept of time. Um, because it adds the limitation that actually gets the best out of somebody. Is that, is that kind of what you're saying there? It's like, as you yeah. can give yourself the limitation of time, you'll actually achieve the best. Yeah, it, anything in life, you know, if you think, oh, I'm going to start, I don't know, I'm going to start running or something, you know, like you could always put it off till tomorrow. And I guess it's the same with, you know, work or design work. You could be like, oh, you know, maybe if I just try a bit more, you know, I'll work on it more tomorrow. But maybe, yeah, you should just give yourself your own deadlines. I think it can just help with um, procrastination and productivity because you're working towards something. Whereas if you feel like you've got forever, you'll either keep tinkering and playing with it forever or it just won't get done. And procrastination and productivity is like so much more prevalent in freelancers than it is say in people that employ their agencies because you've just got nobody around you to kind of keep you on your toes and, and um, bounce ideas off, which is another thing that can really help speed up a process is if you've got somebody to talk to um, and you can actually speak to another designer in the office, whereas people that are freelance don't really have that. So we might look to kind of, I know me and Liam are great at working together virtually. We, we, you know, bounce off each other's um, ideas when we need when we need to, and, and we kind of help each other out. But the other kind of scary word that kind of stifles at things is deadline. Don't you just hate? I hate that word deadline. Like it implies something that someone's going to die. And actually, I often say to myself, "What is the worst that's going to happen if you miss that deadline?" aim for that deadline maybe if you can't aim for it ask for an extension but like i have gone if i kind of reflect on my career the amount of times that i've had no sleep panic attack and tried to meet a deadline i've met it and it is gone to the client only for something their end to screw up the deadline this the next deadline my gosh it's it's just it is not worth it like Ask yourself how serious it is. What is the worst that's going to happen? Again, not one size fits all. There's some deadlines that you don't want to miss. Um, you know? So I do feel that we need to maybe look at that language. At the end of the day, you know, it's not, it's not an emergency, is it? Whether something goes to print or not really. No one's going to die. and Something will get it's, sorted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, what would be another term for deadline would be finish finish line finish line yeah so there you go 
we can uh, start implementing yeah. that to uh, to clients. When's the finish line? I think they'll probably laugh or be like, "What are you on about?" Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it's just the idea of you know the fear that you go through if you've got to a point in the job when you've gone. Ah, I don't know what to do. I'm. I need more time, and I'm gonna. I'm scared about asking because if I ask, I'm not going to meet the deadline. And then the idea of deadline just generates a whole host of scary visual imagery in your in your mind's eye, and you're like, "Oh no, no deadline!" Wait. But so what? You know, Obsolescent Chip Shop don't get the posters in the shop for that weekend. Well, hey, no one's going to die. Deadline terminology have you done had to do that much like try and move the deadline what done posters for bob's fish and chip shop you said it was grant's fish and chip shop before oh did i was it yeah yeah in another episode oh did i uh, grant's fish and chip shop amazing yeah yeah so i've got nothing against fish and chip shops and most of my jobs aren't fish and chip shop jobs <laughs> <laughs> But I do like I fish do and chips. For other sectors. But I, I do, do like... love fish and chips. Yeah. But what? Um, no. I, the question. The, the question is. I, the question. I but I need to. Uh, is it pucker pie? Not a punker pie. Pucker. Pucker pie. That's it. The. Um, but have you had many times where you've had to ask to move a deadline? And if so, how have you worded it, or how have you gone about it? It's a tough one. I think I probably have asked to move deadline sometimes things kick back and okay so there's two ways i may have been in an employed environment and asked somebody to extend the deadline in a less formal way like this is can't get this finished by then what can you do about it and you go off on one and then they'll kind of talk to you and dialogue and then once they've dialogued they actually diffuse the situation and real and you realize together that it's not so bad and that you work out a way through it and you actually meet the deadline or you'll ask for an extension in a less formal way, like I just described. And then that person would then go and look to get a deadline from a client. Whether it's been myself that's gone direct to a client to ask for a deadline. Um, I think I might just be, I think if I do that, it's about being assertive and saying it would have to be, well, let's be honest, you know, I wouldn't really take on a job or agree to something I don't think I can deliver. But if goalposts get moved during the project and the deadline does need to be moved and somebody does need to say something regarding the deadline, I would be taking notes about things that have changed during the brief or so-and-so was meant to get me content by this day. It didn't happen for another six hours or a day. Unfortunately, that's going to affect the deadline and I'm not going to get this to you until then. And then you realize that this word deadline is not so serious because likelihood is that client will then turn go around. Okay, no problem. Look, we'll think we'll rethink this. We'll go back to thinking about another way of doing it. We'll release on another day. Maybe we'll go for a launch on the week after or something. You know, you can imagine the type of things that get said. But yeah, there, there would be sort of situations, kind of formally, and then more in a, in a in a in an act of rage and panic. 
internally. <laughs> oh, uh, we could talk about charging per hour because that can speed you up or slow you down. As in, if you charge per hour, you might want something to take longer <laughs> than it does if you charged, you know, a set amount. So how do you how do you feel about? Okay, cool. So. <laughs> I'm just going to open one of my proposal documents because I want to read a paragraph from that. Go on in. Okay, cool. So if we think about the idea of speed and how people charge, charge is charging is that subject that I don't think anyone can really agree on. Again, there's no one size fits all. And I think it's it's kind of there's certain ways that work for certain clients and there's certain ways that work for others. You've got value-based pricing, you've got um, having a set price and then what you deliver within those prices and how you calculate those prices. There's some excellent resources out there, like don't get me wrong. I know that a lot of people frown on the idea of charging per hour and it kind of comes back to that idea of speed again, isn't it? Of you work on a job for a certain amount of time, you deliver it, you charge for the time that it's spent to take you to, take you to do it. And um, it's funny that even though you don't say charge, if you're not into value-based pricing and you want to work out a cost, then even if you don't state how many hours it takes to do a project, nine times out of 10, the price that you submit in the proposal will be calculated based on the idea of how long you think it's going to take. So those people that are kind of like looking down on designers that are charging by the hour, I think, well, it works. If it works for them, what's the problem? (laughs) You know, and also as well as a freelancer, working directly with agencies and they ask you what your day rate is, you've probably worked out again based on time. Maybe they want to book you for a few hours. It's just so easy to say to them, you can book me for these hours, this is my hourly rate. You're not going to go, sorry, mate, what project am I working on for you? And can I just find out a bit more about that client? Because I want to work out how to do a value-based pricing structure for these two hours that you're going to have me in working for you on this Monday, of which case you're probably only having me in to do some odd amends and then we're never going to speak to me again. It's a bit of a strange and uh, uh, interesting situation to be in, right? Um, I'm going to read out something that I have in my proposal that I try to, you know, kind of get people to understand that even though I do sort of work out time slash charge time per hour because I do have agency clients and that's the way they like to know how how much I'm going to be, um, I kind of put this in there to kind of reaffirm some of the theory between the time it takes to do something and the price it costs. So I wrote, design, uh, design processes are charged by the hour, but idea generation is a valued service and can vary per project. There is no direct link between creativity and the time spent trying to come up with an idea. If it takes longer to come up with an idea, it doesn't mean that that is a good idea. Some ideas happen instantly, others need more time. It can only be measured by the effort and skill of the designer. 
Once we've established a full brief, some projects may require more work and effort at the design stage. Please remember that although in some cases you are paying per hour, when it comes to creativity, you are investing in quality design and great ideas. I don't think you need to say any more than that, really. Yeah, that's great. Because it spells it out for the, um, for the client that even if I took five minutes, it's still of great value to you. Absolutely. I think like you say, that's a good point though about when people do a set price, they do figure out, you know, it's going to take me two days. Everyone has an hourly rate. Um, so like you say, it is, it is basically, you know, the same as per hour, but if it took you less, you know, you're still going to get the set amount. But I've, yeah. I've definitely had jobs where actually charging per hour has worked in favor because the clients had loads of amends, um, you know, uh, the copy they supplied, they changed like a few times. And if I'd have charged a set rate, um, you know, depending on what revisions were in the contract or the agreement, um, I might not have been able to charge any more than what I'd already originally quoted. Um, so sometimes it does actually work in your favor. Of course. Picture this, you've been employed to go and do some work for an agency, they booked you for a day, they know your hourly rate, you say to them, yep, just line me up some work when I get there. That person hasn't lined up the work, they've not been prepared for your arrival, you're sat there twiddling your thumbs, maybe you have an opportunity to just send out a few emails while you're sitting there waiting for things to be prepped for you. Eventually you get around doing some work, and actually it's only four hours work and you're there for eight. You're still going to charge eight hours work. Well, hey, so it works in your favor. Also, eight hours workload to some agencies, if we go back to the type, the fact that speed is relative, it kind of differentiate, it's different between any agency you work for. Some agencies might give you nine hours to do something and others might give you two. What they consider is an eight hour working day <laughs> might not be what you're used to. And you might see that amount of work as um, more, more like three hours worth. Um, so yeah, it can work in your favour. Absolutely. Um, I try not to get too hung up on about hung up about it. To be honest. Um, so yeah, I, I I think if I'm being honest, if I'm looking to up my prices, or I think you know I should be charging more, I just up my hourly rate and just say it's higher. <laughs> That's the easiest way of doing it for me. Um, somebody once said, oh, I, I don't know anybody that's, you know, in, in the industry that's doing it. Like, you know, pe proper pros aren't doing it like that. And I'm like, you're not judging somebody to be pro based on the way that they charge for stuff, are you? <laughs> you're judging somebody to be pro based on the work that they've produced. In most cases, you don't know how they're doing their business. Um, it's probably why all the great artists are poor if you're judging them on the artwork that they're doing rather than the way that they're making money um, I mean I know that I'm looking at them for the artwork that they're doing or the design work that they're doing more so than the way that they're charging for stuff but that's because that's what interests me more than the other stuff but hey yeah it's what works for you what makes you happy I think we've spoken about it before in an episode like 
you know, what makes you happy, how you feel comfortable, what mindset are you in? And that's what it's about. And like you said before, maybe you could call us designers more than we are business men. Yeah. So get the business advice from another podcast is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, that's it. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, it's like just because one person is doing it one way doesn't mean you have to do it that way. Um, Do what works for you. And what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the money? Are you focusing on, just being comfortable um, and getting by, or do you want to make mega bucks? Mm. You know, um, and then you can determine what way you should be doing stuff. So maybe you you do need to be Speedy Gonzalez to uh, just get stuff out the door and get paid and job done. But are are you happy doing that? Is it fulfilling? Are you producing the work that you want to produce? The list goes on. You know, it's like yeah, absolutely. So is that a good, is that a good point to, uh, wrap up? Do you reckon to wrap it up? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a great conversation. I've already enjoyed doing this today and talking about this subject. And, um, I really hope that it helps people, um, with their mindset regarding it really. So I guess until, until next time, Sorry, you were about to say something and I was about to wrap up. You see, we're, we're getting really, uh, we're still new to this. We're still new to this. It's just yeah. giving me the old finger that just, just out on Zoom telling me, what are you doing? Cutting me up like that. No, it's all good. I, I probably shouldn't start because I'll probably just ramble on when we're about to finish it. But um, So yeah, it's been really, really fun chat. And... Um, see what we get next time. Hopefully we'll get some guests on soon. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be our focus, isn't it? Let's get a guest on. Yeah. Let's people are probably bored of us by now. I think what episode five, this might be, it's been five <laughs> episodes of just you and me. Yeah. <laughs> about stuff. No, look, I think, yeah, next one is a guest. Episode six is the guest. Don't know who right. that's going to be, but I think we'll have a few people that are up for coming on. Yeah, definitely so um don't give up don't give up on us if you're just fed up of us talking is uh, kind of what we're trying to say it's <laughs> because uh, yeah we'll have somebody on soon yeah man we'll, awesome. uh, catch your right. next episode catch your next episode cheers bye for now bye for now